You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias here on Monday, the 2nd of August. That's right, August, um, the eighth month of the year, I believe. Do your own maths. Um, Week two of the Olympics, all going well. Week fucking seven of the New South Wales lockdowns, all going well. Shout-outs to the Delta variant, specifically uh, for rearing your ugly head, trotting back into town. Um, And then welcome to you, Edward Simpson. Tom, punters, dribblers. Delta. Pleasure to be here. Well, fuck Delta. Pleasure to be here on the 2nd of August, Tom. Mm. Shout-out to my old man. It was his birthday yesterday. Chilton. Yeah. Happy birthday. Gone the big lift. How old? 64. Fuck yeah, Chili. Do you ever call him Chili? No, we never call him Chili. Would he be like, I'm not an... Is he a nickname guy? Or is he his uh, dad? He's... Weird. We call him Faja. Faja. Yeah. I might have to start calling him Chili. I hope he doesn't mind that. I don't think he will. You don't think he'll like it? I don't think he'll care. Oh, okay, good. He's pretty relaxed okay, sort of so guy. Uh, and then mother's birthday was on Saturday. So, oh, fuck yeah. You know. How? Uh, we don't need to say about your mother. I know that there are different rules for men. Well, I said it in an ad like two weeks ago. Oh, so you did, she's right? 60. 60? Yeah. yeah. That's nice. There you go. Uh, look, I suppose that sort of encapsulates how my weekends are going at the moment. Yeah. Like, that, no offense to my parents. But no, you I'm love here, your I'm parents. Su- yeah, I love like, my parents, but I'm, I'm, I'm opening with their birthdays. <laughs> that was the highlight. You know, of your that was weekend. the highlight of my weekend. And you weren't even there for it. I wasn't even there for it. We did like 20 minute Zoom drinks, which was cute. Uh, but Delta sort of just, just keeping me at bay. Yeah, yeah. Delta's- keeping, this, keeping this lion cage, baby. Yeah. You, so know? You, said you, you know, you want to try and get out at it, but Delta's just fucking... Ah. It's like, it's like a, you know, you get like a choker chain on pit bulls and shit. Like, I feel like I've got a choker chain on me, Tom. Yeah. I really do. I yeah. feel like I want to go out there and I, I want to rip and I want to tear for the nation. We're just a couple of pit bulls, not the type that, that attacks humans and like shakes babies. We're just like rabid pit bulls that want to like get out there to fucking rip and tear. Yeah. Is that at so life. hard? We want to rip and tear life. Yeah, life. Like we also, we are ripping and tearing it, but we want to do it more freely. More freely. But we understand that we can't. These are the things that happen in the world. Look, you got to do what you got to do. Perish of blue. Yeah. My favorite saying of all time. Mm -hmm. But Delta. (laughs) Delta not making that. Not making it easy for me. You know, if we're talking about like things that exemplify lockdown and what gets you excited, I got a new bed. Dude, you were literally foaming at the mouth. Yeah, I got a new bed, bro. Well, what size is it? <laughs> king size. Are you loving the luxury? Bro, it's actually humongous. Yeah, kings, are, kings are no joke. Kings are no joke. I've never had a king in my life. I've no. been a single bed and you've, you, you, I've migrated up to queen. It's but, a dad purchase. But when you get a queen size bed, you've usually probably got a partner. So it's, a, it's never really a fucking queen, is it? It's like you've just got half a queen, which isn't even a single, I don't think. I Look, I have... Done my time in all sizes. Not a, I've slept in a king. Don't have a king currently. Yes, you I, you will once you see my bed. I tell I'm you. in. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always been a dream mm. of mine, Tom. But I used to think a double was big, yeah. and then it was like, holy shit! It's like I'm fucking sharing a single here yeah. with Ella. Yeah. Then we've gone up to the king. I mean, I'm queen. a queen. It's okay. Trust me, it's it's okay at best. But you got to ask yourself. You got to ask yourself. Why is the double in existence? Because it's it serves no purpose no, whatsoever. It no, you could maybe argue the queen's okay for singles. Yes, 
but it's no, it's got no purpose, it's got no business fucking as a as a shared bed. I don't think. Nope. Do you know how good a king size bed is, punters, jewelers? I don't even some. I don't even know the fucking like Steph's in it. Yeah. I you don't even know she's in the bed. Like, there's it's longer and wider, so I can also just like lay on a diagonal angle. Like, so I woke up the other day and the cat was in the bed. I didn't realize Louie, but he was up in between both our heads. So much room in between Steph and I that Louie's fucking right there and I don't even know. And I wake up and I'm lying diagonally and like under Steph's legs because she's not tall enough to fucking come close to filling up a king. And then I'm all the way back up and like my arms are out and I'm like, where's the side of the bed? Get those dimensions up, Yeah, they're here. All right, so king bed... 203 centimetres long. Yeah, that's a good length. That's a huge That's length. a really good length yeah. because not many human beings over two metres, myself exactly. included. It might shock the punter and the dribbler, but no. I'm not. But also, not just that, like, if you were to stand next to someone who's two and 203 centimetres, you're like, oh, they, I've got so much room to play with above my own yeah. head. Oh, you're a big boy. Yeah. Mm. And then it's 183 across the bottom. So basically, it's length, it's width. It's longer, than it's, it's longer than it is wide. Yeah. Yeah. What's a queen rocking? A queen is also 203 long ways and 152 across. I I disagree I with the length. that length. Yeah, the length this is This is not- according to Sealy on their website. Sealy may be incorrect. Now, I would like to turn the punter and the dribbler's attention to something I heard many years ago, and I take this as gospel now. Mm. Gospel. A double, I mean, a queen bed is just two singles put together, yep. whereas a king is two king singles. Now, the king single was always wider and longer than the single. It always yes. was. The king single, again, like, how many fucking mattress divisions do we need? Like, surely it's just single, queen, king. What's a king single for? Well, they're luxurious in the singles game. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So if, is that like if you've got a really spoilt kid? It's like, like we're yeah, giving you yeah. a king Or maybe a tall kid. Or a tall kid. Or a tall kid. kid. Like a kid that's shot up really quick and he's yeah. really goofy and he Gangly, can't move. He like like he, <laughs> still, he trips over all the time and, and he can't walk his horse, legs out. Like trying to find his feet, just stumbling And he gets teased every day. And, yeah. the, and the least this kid needs is a nice, a, is a good night's sleep. <laughs> he needs to fucking sleep. So you give him the king single. Yeah. He's but banging his head on every doorway. Look, oh, that's why I disagree with Sealy there. I'm no offense to Sealy, but I don't buy those numbers. I feel like they're wider than 183. Maybe that's right. Maybe 183 is right. That's fairly wide. It is wide. Um, it's like six foot, I think. I think that's what six foot it's is. Six um, foot eight, yeah. But it's just fantastic, dude. I can't tell you. And it was like one of those... I tell you what. Testament to just human fucking... We can achieve anything as a species. Ingenuity? Ingenuity. Thank you, Edward. That these mattresses these days, and I know this isn't new, but they come vacuum sealed in a fucking roll. That is to me, I'm like, holy shit, heavy, dense. But I then like roll it out into the bed and it's still vacuum sealed. It's just unfurled. And then you just have to pierce the tiniest bit of that thing and you just hear air start to seep in and it starts to expand. And then literally as soon as you fucking cut it, it just goes... What sort of sucking machine is getting the air out? Like, it would need to be... The guy extra- on the other side of the Kurt Capel glory hole is probably in his spare time vacuum sealing mattresses. Maybe. I mean, look, it, it might be some weekend job, but, you know, there's a lot of mattresses that need to be bloody sucked. How much, like, lung power do you need to compress a mattress? If, you were, if, you were, if we were getting a person to suck it. 
And look, obviously we go by the, the, the ratio of, of uh, air per second. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. How much Kill air it. per second can, you, can, the, can a lung suck? Can this lung suck? Does it need to suck to remove the air from a mattress? <laughs> to vacuum seal a mattress. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, I'm just imagining the mattress. And if you're removing air from it, would you need to do it in one foul swoop? Would like you a, be able to pause? Like a snap vac seal. Yeah. I think it'd probably be like, I think you- Or is it like blowing up a balloon where you can take breathers? Well, if it's a human doing it, I'd say it'd have to be one false. Well, no, if it's a human doing it, I'd say you'd have to take breathers. But you'd be able to, you got to block. You have to be able to pinch it yeah. and then go. But, but how do you pinch a mattress? Well, you pinch the plastic around it. Oh uh, yes. So you've got plastic around it. Dave, do we have any uh, stats on- Air pressure to vacuum seal a mattress. Um, there's a few YouTube video tutorials. No, uh, we don't need tutorials. Yeah. I'm not watching a fucking tutorial. So what? There's blokes doing it out there by lung. Yeah, I think vacuum no, 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 by not lung? by lung. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think they've got like some sort of. I think they've got a vacuum. I wonder if that's the like lung-based equivalent of you know those like strong men who like rip a phone book with their hands. It's like, well, yeah, you can do that. I can vacuum seal a mattress with my fucking lungs. I think it's way more alpha if yeah. you can vacuum. Like if you told someone that you could vacuum seal a mattress with your lungs and you proved it. Yeah, you actually did it. You're one of the great alphas all time. Yeah. Well, some of the great lungs we've ever seen and probably highly sought after in the sucking game. Oh, well, mate, there'd be a fucking line around yeah, the bloody corner, you yeah. know, out the road. People with mattresses just wanted to be vacuum sealed. Yeah, and other things. Yeah, well, I mean, it's probably like the gateway. Like, Oi, I need you to vacuum seal my mattress, but also. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Well, it's a good in, isn't it's it? It's a good in. It's an icebreaker. My mattress, but also. Um, but anyway, so that's me, dude. That's essentially, I think, all I've got in terms of my weekend. Um, I'm just going to double check because. Did we pad that? Yeah. Did we pad it? Was that a, was that a, oh yeah, mattress, what else? Oh, that's right. There was more. Thank God we fucking, uh, I checked my notes. What also happened was that you and I have quickly become running influencers. These things just sort of happen naturally, organically. We've been talking about my battle long and hard and arduous with shin splints. One of the longest running battles I've ever experienced uh, as a sort of first-hand contact. Mm, yeah, well, you're a support system for me. I am a support shin. system for you and your um, shins. Your shins are in a bad way. Your yeah. shins have been in a bad way through uh, abuse and misuse. Well, look, that's probably fair to say. But we've been pissing and moaning about my shins, and by we, I mean me. But uh, we had a, uh, a, a business reach out to us, Pace Athletic, uh, who basically hooked us up both with brand new shoes. I um, was on the phone to uh, their, and this is not a paid segment. This isn't, well, it's kind of sponsored in that they gave us free shoes, but it's not really. Um, I was on the phone to their uh, running tech, Seb, uh, for about half an hour, just trying to talk through what the best thing was for my shins. Um, got myself some hockers, hocker uh, 
somethings uh, and they are like walking on clouds. I'm taking them for my debut spin after the show today. Are you the debut yeah. spin? Debut spin. Where, where, where have you isolated? What area are you going Well, I'm going Centennial Park, but yep. recently I've had to make the migration to grass running just to try and, you know, I'm just trying to put in all the elements to try and get these bad boys. What, you don't run on the dirt track? Well, I run on the dirt track, but yeah. I'm thinking that's still going to be uh, marginally harder than grass. Yes. So I've just been, I was doing a bit heavy going on the on the grass, so. Yes, it is. Actually, you know what, dude? I did the exact same distance on grass the other day and I made the same time. So I don't know. But I'm gonna these are like clouds for my shins. I can't tell you how much conflicting information I've been given by fucking a million different physios in the DMs. Conflicting. What, they don't marry up? Some does, but then some of it and it's all said with like the confidence that you give when you're talking about something that often isn't the case. And then they're like, no, nah, this is 100% the thing you need to do with these shoes, da, 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 carbon fiber thing. And then the next guy's going, well, actually carbon fiber will make your shin splints worse. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm just not gonna go near carbon fiber because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Why don't you just go try it and test it? Massage, freezer bag vibe. That's what I'm doing. You, you know? saw that, dude, I'm doing massaging. And I'm doing fucking icing. Well, look, I I'm, saw you had the peas on the knees, baby. Yeah. And you got to have peas on the knees. I think that works. Do you want to open your shoes here? I want to see what they look like. I will. Did you bring running gear? No. It's okay, mate. I probably, after, as we said last week, after our fucking last one, it's probably better I just run by myself. Otherwise, Well, for not, now. For now. Until I'm worthy of, you know... <laughs> Until I'm worthy of being in, eating your dust. Until, you, well. Because I couldn't even eat your dust the last time you were that far ahead of me. You know no, I mean? you couldn't the eat dust. The dust had literally settled by the time I caught to like where. And like, and you were, you were, and you'd said at the start of our run, you were like, listen, bro, there's no obligation for you to stay with me. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I remember at the time I was like, yeah, but like, I'll stay with you. And then. And then as the run progresses and the tempo slowed yeah. and I realised we were barely above a, a walk, I thought, nah, this <laughs> yeah, isn't, you're for right. yeah, <laughs> this isn't for me. Yeah, this isn't for me. Onwards I must press. <laughs> yeah, thank God I gave you that Onwards out. I must press. Do you need help opening that, dude? I'm looking at you going like, it's, you're well, an adult I'm, I'm half yarn and half opening. No, I get you. Know you. I, mean? I get you. So Pace Athletic have sent me a beautiful pair of Nikes. It says, thanks, fellas. Enjoy the new wheels. Now, that's a nice touch. It is a nice touch. Packaged by Will. Shout out to Will, Shout who's done a lovely Will. job. Oh, he's got me a beanie? Yeah, dude. Holy shit. This is, cr this is incredible stuff. I'm going to look like a fucking motherfucker running a beanie. Yeah, I'm going to feel like Rocky Balboa. Dude, you do I put the beanie on as well. I'm like, I need to go for a fucking run in this beanie. Oh, Pace Athletic Run Club? Yeah. Like that. Have you joined, Tom? Uh, well, I mean, I feel like we've already been, we're like honorary members now. Like, but we? are they pounding the pavement as a, as a, as a club somewhere? Well, if they are pounding the pavement, that rules me out because I'm, a, I'm exclusively a grass runner at this point. Oh, these Ooh. look fast. These look fast. They do look fast. There's a Mossman Run Club for Peace Athletic, Eddie. There you go. There you go. So anyway, Beautiful. shout out to Will and Seb at Pace Athletic. Yeah, they um, should get me where I need to go. Yeah, check them out if you want to go for a run and run fast and run true. That's what we do now. We're running influencers. A mate of mine who's like a proper runner, like fucking obsessed with it. And he was, he saw my video of me running on our stories. And he's like, you have the shittest fucking cadence I've ever seen. I was like, yeah, thank you. What, your cadence was too slow? Well, it just, I, I was just filming on my feet. Like I just filmed my feet. I was fucking wrecked. I was like, you know, I was almost finished. I my, could hear you. 
Yeah, you could hear the breathing, right? Taking your final breath. Yes, exactly. But he was like, yeah, you look, you run like shit. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm fucking not a professional runner here. And, you know, I'm documenting my transition from splint to split. I, in your defense, Tom, and I feel, I feel like sometimes people need to stick up for you. Cadence, a good, healthy cadence, impossible with those shoes you had. Correct. Impossible. It was too, you were like, you were coming down and it was just like smacking the earth. Yeah. And it was just sending out reverberations. Correct. And it was all through the body. Seismic and activity. Seismic stuff. Um, I think now with the hawkers on board, yeah. with a new attitude, with a new lease on life. That's right. I've leased a bit more life. I think the cadence improves and it improves quickly. Thank you. As the I'm weight excited. falls. Yes, as the weight drops, which is also something I'm starting as well. I've got, I'm starting a 12 week challenge today. What's the, have you, do you want to release the number, the goal? Not yet. I will, though. I'll release the goal. But hold yourself accountable yeah, by releasing yeah, yeah, the yeah, goal yeah, now? I will. No, no, not now because I haven't landed on the goal yet because I've got to still talk to my trainer, okay. Josh, who's a king. <laughs> He's a good friend. Uh, but we'll Does do that more. include a, a meal plan? Probably not. That's going to be something I'm going to have to stick to, which is that's the, going to be the, the difficult part. But like, I'm Because the more you train, this is in my experience, the more you eat. Yes. And I don't, am I just, are you undoing, are you unraveling all the good work? I think you have to, by you're, having you're fucking, more considered by, by having, what you eat. By having five Tim Tams? Yeah, no, no, I won't be doing that. I'm off, I'm off, I'm not drinking for two weeks. So I, I got a little- No alcohol. No, that's also what happened maybe oh. while I was late to work today because daddy loaded up on the whiskeys last night in preparation for two, two weeks off. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, right. Hey, I was watching the Olympics, had a couple of whiskeys, fucking whatever. Sure. Um, <laughs> when was this? When, when did brand. all this come in? This two week out no alcohol. Yesterday, on whose advice? Uh, well, talking to him and like so, uh, you know, the fact that I'm going to try and fucking drop a shitload of weight in the next few months, and just to try and have a bit of a circuit breaker because, like, you you know, basically the main things that are like obviously exercise, right? But if I'm if you're eating bad or if you're drinking, and I drink like especially in lockdown, everyone's having a fucking everyone's getting through more red wine than they care to admit publicly, so like. Or whiskey. Well, I decided to go with the whiskey last night because I didn't want to drink a full bottle of red wine. If I open that red wine and then it's I don't gone. drink for two weeks, it's off. Yeah. So I had to drink whiskey. Anyway, um, if your diet and shit isn't on, right, you're going to fucking, you're going to see any results. And he was like, listen, I'm not asking you to not drink. Life like, sucks if you're doing nothing. Uh, but he's like, just as a bit of a circuit breaker, try go for two weeks. And I was like, if I can't even go for two weeks and I want to take this, take this shit seriously, then what's wrong with me? So... That's where we're at. I will drop the number I need to get to and like my, I'll drop my fucking stats. Drop your stats. I'll drop my stats maybe on Wednesday when we do, because we're doing two podcasts a week now, you're welcome. Wednesday or Thursday, I'll drop my stats. And then I've got to, if I don't get there, then um, there's some punishments that we got to work out as we'll well. We'll have to work them out. Yeah, yeah. Keep you accountable like that. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. 12 weeks, hectic. Yeah. And you, like, you've got a full daily schedule? Well, I, there will be. There'll be something to that effect. But he's going to be giving me like – he he's going to be pretty up my ass. Like, so he's a mate of mine from back in, from, from like school. I've known him for years. Yeah. Um, but he had heard that I was thinking about joining this run club thing that he does. And then he was like – he sent me a message going, oh, I hear you're thinking of getting involved in the um, Bronte Blueies, it's called. And I was like – I just didn't respond because I was like, oh, I just had a chat with another mate, Listo, about it. And then he's just gone and fucking told him that well, I was thinking of doing Listo it. Of course Listo had. That's the way Listo operates. I and I love him for it as well. But then, so Josh- Listo is a networker, mate. He's yarning to everyone. He's fucking, and fucking- yeah. And so then Josh goes, I hear you're going to do the, the Bronte's Blues. And I'm like, 
I just didn't respond, went about my day. And then he sends me another message like going, hey, bro, it's lockdown. Everyone's on their phones. Don't pretend like you didn't see this. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well done, you fucker. So watch this space. Daddy going to get shredded. Hot boy summer. Hot dad summer. Is it hot dad summer? That's the plan. I've never been a hot dad summer either. I've never fucking, you know, so this will, we'll see how we go. You've had hot summers, but not as a dad. Not as a dad. <laughs> not for fucking better part of 10 years. All right, Eddie. So I think you and I speak for the nation at large when on Saturday morning we were informed that the fucking rugby league was cancelled for the weekend, that we all sort of collapsed into a bit of a, a heap. We did. A literal heap, not a metaphorical one. We all were like, you know. What the fuck are we going to do now? Yeah, there was certainly that sort of angst in the community, Tom. Mm. Uh, and as the mouthpiece for the community, you know, we were all shocked. Yeah. Well, we're a thermometer for the community. We take the temperature of the community and we knew that they were, it was fever. We knew it was fever pits. The people were in raptures. Yeah. But I quickly reminded myself, Tom, that we had higher powers... At our disposal. That's right. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him, St. Peter Volandis, the grandson of God, the son of Christ. Oh, no, he's ruining the game. Get him, get rid of him. He's ruining the game. He's ruining the game. There are blowout scores. My team sucks and never wins now. Get him out of the game. He's now saved it twice in the space of 12 months. Saving, twice. Saving. A little over 12 months. Oh, fucking. Hey, sorry, nitpicker. Sorry, sorry. Hey, nitpicker, shut no. up. A little over 12. Oh, I'm sorry. What was it? 13 well, and a half it's like, months, Dave? No, it's probably like 18 months if he did it back in March. It was May when he the game do came it in back. March. The game came back in May 2020, and it is now August. So you've got 14 yeah. months, 13 months, Dave. My apologies. I'm just trying to shut hold this to a high regard. And in the life... Span of the earth, the margin for error. We're in. We're in the fucking. We're in comfortably. We're comfortably in the margin. So shut up. Okay. Now, back to our fucking segment. <laughs> back to our podcast. <laughs> uh, Peter Vlandy saved the game. Peter now, saved the game. Now, if you don't think that he didn't go into that meeting with government officials at the state level, I'd imagine in Queensland and flop the big hog on the table, then. You're off your head. Do you know there's no bigger flex than the government, the health minister of Queensland going, there'll be no sport, there'll be no professional sport in Queensland until at least Tuesday. And then Peter going, (laughs) within less than 24 hours, Dave, you can get specific on me, 13 and a half hours maybe. Uh, All games back on Sunday and then two more are going to be played on Monday and then back to normal proceedings. Do you reckon he just went in there and went, Oh, do you want the NRL Grand Final, do you? Well, then you better get these fucking games going again or you aren't going to even touch your first NRL Grand Final. Oh, you know that little thing, Magic Round, you keep getting every year? Uh, See you, dude. That's going to Western Australia. Bye. Oh, you wanted an expansion team, did you? Bye. That's going to Perth. Now, what are you going to do? What are you going to do while he's fucking there flexing? Tell me what you're going to do. Tell me what you're going to do. You're, gonna, you're not going to do a fucking goddamn thing. He's like thing. fucking Hulk Hogan back in the day when he'd come out and fucking rip his shirt off in the middle of the... But he would have gone in there and spewed facts. Yeah. They're in a bio, biosecurity bubble level four. Highest protocol, highest restrictions for probably any professional sports team in the history of sport since COVID's happened. That's right. They're um, wearing masks in the interchange and shit. Oh, like, fuck yeah. Oh, they're taking it very seriously, Tom. Very seriously. So seriously, in fact, 
that the games are back on. Yeah. So oh, sorry. Fucking riddle me that. Yeah. Whoops. Nice, nice attempt there to have a big old flex in Queensland. You don't flex on PVL. Look, when no, are fucking people going to learn this? You no don't flex on PVL. You can't flex on PVL. No disrespect to past administrators, but Here's had this happened under their watch, God. game's off for the season. Gone. Gone. What are you talking See about? Later, the game done. might be done completely. Because we wouldn't have come back last year, so the game would have folded. And then even if we had come back this year, it would be like Super Rugby, such the disgrace. Everyone just would have gone overseas probably. And then the game would have had one season of Super Rugby and then over. Get PVL out of the game. Vlandy's bullshit. Yeah, I tell you what, it's better than no fucking footy. Fucking way better than no footy. It's hey. way better than no footy. Mate, there's still plenty of close games. If your team gets touched up and fucking put to the sword, it's because you're shit. And they're going, oh, well, what about fucking the biggest game of the year? Apparently on the weekend, it was meant to be Melbourne and Penrith and Pe Melbourne beat the fuck out of them. It's like, yeah, but Penrith were missing a host of their top line stars. So it's like, sure, you can like get ascendancy on a team and run away with it, but like... They didn't have Cleary. They didn't have Tot. They didn't have Yo. They don't have Coruscant. And also, like Storm, full strength for the first time this season. That's it. Grant the Storm had Pappenhausen and Grant on the fucking bench. So what are we talking about? Like, put it into perspective, yeah. please. Like when Queensland finally fucking decided to show up, the game was tight as fuck. Exactly. Was it eighteen sixteen or something? Yeah. Like if teams decide to defend, like put their body on the line and fucking you yeah. know put their heart and soul into it and their full strength, they go, they're generally pretty close game. An aversion to defence is the biggest stain on the game than anything our good, close, personal friend Peter Volandis has done. He's made the game great. He's kept the game going. What, do the fans just want him to come coach teams now and tell them yeah, how to just like, like fucking, that's it. What, you want PVL down there doing tackling clinics? What, you want to go back to the fucking dark years of the wrestle? Boring as batshit? I don't think so. No. Nah. If you're pro-wrestle, then you're fucking... You don't know a thing about rugby league. The Storm did, though, I think, in beating the Panthers, broke the uh, season for and against record. Mm, yeah. Highest points differential. And they fucked my bet as well. So thanks to Ryan Pappenhausen. I was so happy to see that drop goal. I was like, holy shit, they're going to do something here. And he just... As soon as you went for the drop, I'm like, well, this is it. Like, your your week is better. I would have been, been, so been perfect through AFL and NRL. Perfect to this point with one game to go. Had fucking Pappenhausen. They had to kick off. Then they get it back, and then uh, anyway. And you were home there. That was like twenty seconds to go. It was Storm seconds didn't have to the go, ball. and they had to yeah. kick the. They had to kick off. Yeah. It was literally like twenty seconds in the clock. That yeah, was elite. Fucking game with the that shit. Was that, was, an, that was elite. From that Pat. made me feel good because there wasn't much positive to take for me out of the weekend of betting. Um, so we had a couple of games on. <laughs> Listen, Eddie and I are not anti any rugby league team. Certainly not the Parramatta Eels, but. What do you think everyone's starting to say that we've been saying all year about Parramatta, who got done 29 or 28 nil against the Roosters who have lost like $50 million worth of talent, three legends retiring, fucking Kiri out for the season, Collins out for the season, Suwali out, uh, Ikevalu out. Look, I would say this. I'd, I'd start with this. If they had Mitch Moses playing, we'd have a way better idea of where they're at deep into the fucking season, where the business is fucking done. You know what I mean? Where the deals are made. Yes. He, they, in that game, I watched it with a close eye. They lacked 
polish at the end. Like there, there was, they got into good positions, but couldn't do a fucking, fucking goddamn thing. thing. Not a goddamn thing. And people want to say Manly are a one-man team, um, but I think, mate, I think people are starting to realise without without your general out there. Most teams are fucking. Well, of course, most most teams man. probably don't fucking go well without their best players. It's like, oh, really? That's what a, a shock! shock. Um, what a shock! Yeah. Are you telling me that teams don't go as well without their best player? Like that old yarn about Manly being shit without Tom Travojevic, the best player in the game. Mm. Oh my god! Oh, shock horror! Oh Jesus! There's oh, you know, you're dead right. Our fucking New South Wales Cup fucking fill-ins should be as good. Yeah, as yeah, yeah. Like, what's the point in even having different? Standards of players. Uh, yeah, it. he's obviously fucking good because we pay him shitloads of money. money. Yeah, that must be. There must be a correlation. If to they're the all the same, we should all pay him the same fucking money. Yep. Anyway, put your heads point. on straight. Point is this: Parramatta couldn't score a single rugby league point against an injury ravaged Roosters, and as we've been saying all fucking season, there is zero chance Parramatta win the comp. With or without Mitch Moses, but everyone's starting to realise that. Every year they all start of going, Parramatta could be their year, and it never is, and it won't be. But without dancing on the grave, I'm fucking tap dancing, one-footed. You know what I mean? Look, you could say it this. It, if Cleary, Cleary will come back, we all know that. What sort of state the shoulder's in... Remains you to mean be Moses? seen. Oh, you mean Nathan Cleary? Nathan Cleary. Panthers. I'm sort of shifting here yeah. because we've danced on the graves of the eels, yes. and I, I turn my eye to the rest of the comp. Yes. Cleary obviously has a tremendous impact on the outcomes of wins and losses for the Panthers. Now, if he comes back a little underdone, Tom, at the business end of the season, finals time, yeah. All of a sudden, you've got a two-horse race, right? Well, it's funny with Panthers, right? So I think they also had Fisher-Harris out. They had mm. so many players Fisher-Harris out. Fisher-Harris is out? Yeah, they had so many players out. Like, it's actually fucking ridiculous that anyone would look into it at all. But the thing that you can look into is just the sort of chaos and uncertainty that is being created by injuries. Last year, they didn't have a fucking injury problem. This year, they haven't had one until after Origin. And now it's like a bit all over the show. And we need can- luck to win a comp. People say, what do you mean by that? It's like, well, if your best players are fucking injured, how can you win? You can't. That's what I mean by you need luck. Yes. It's crazy. The Storm just don't look like anyone's going to come close to them. The Tigers... The got, Storm is so stacked. It's dude, they're so ridiculous. stacked. And they're so good. Like, it's just... it's just They're just so good. And we, we were missing all our size as well. We didn't have Nelson or Tui Kamikamitha or, like, Tom Eisenhuth. Our bench was, like, three out of four backs. And so we could have played an eighty-minute performance if we had four if we had forwards on the field. What was the end score? It was thirty-six to ten, but we we were up thirty-six nil. Right? Yeah, talking yeah, about, you're talking about the last ten minutes. Thirty-seven. Two tries. Yeah, you let yeah. in two tries, right? Yeah. Sure. Fuck, you still did well, um, but it's outside of Manly, obviously. Uh, it just doesn't. I don't even know how fucking people. Well, I just don't see anyone like the storm. It's it's interesting though, right? We could have another back-to-back premier. After not having any back-to-back uh, premiers and then now having like two in five years. Since what? Like 94, 93 or 95 or 92, 93, I think. Yeah, you know. Sure. Those. Yeah. But they were also saying like Storm and Roosters have won five out of the last eight grand finals, I think. And then also like have been in, I think there hasn't been a non-Storm Roosters grand final since maybe the Broncos Cowboys. Uh, no, it would have been. Oh, yeah, because Sharks and the, t- and the Storm. Storm. So Broncos Cowboys is 2015, 2016 was Shark Storm, 2017 was Storm Cowboys, 2018 was Roosters Storm or Raiders or Raiders, yeah. 
and then 2020 was uh, 2019 was Storm, Storm Roosters or Storm Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Yeah, we played them. And then so Storm the Roosters and Storm then no, Roosters, tw- no Raiders. 20, 2019 was Roosters, Roosters Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, then 2020 Storm, Storm Panthers Panthers. And then this one will be fucking strong. What was 2014? Rabbitohs, Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yeah. Anyway, you know what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, the Tigers. Tigers losing to the Warriors. I think I called that on the Kempy show. I did, in fact. Uh, didn't do anything in about even, which is where it counts on the leaderboards. But we didn't do that bet. Huh? We didn't do that game. No, I know. That's what I mean. Um, but the some people now calling for Madge's head. I'm like, you guys have sacked so many coaches. Maybe it's not the coaches. I think with Tigers, what you've done for the last 10 years, i.e. fucking get rid of or let go of all your good players and continue to pay their wages in some instances, (laughs) chop and change the coaches over and over and over and over and over again, it hasn't fucking worked. You need to do something different to what you've How done. many? And I think that starts with hanging on to the coach. There's not like, there isn't some coach pool out there where you can just go and pick out incredible fucking coaches no. and it'll take you to glory. But can, how many coaches would Mitchell, uh, not Mitchell, uh, Luke Brooks have seen through? Like at some point, and it's not, this isn't against Mitt, uh, Luke Brooks, but like your halfback has helmed the club through the longest finals drought in its history and seen off fucking like six coaches, maybe it's time to start not just getting rid of a coach at the drop of a hat. Look, be honest with yourselves, punters and dribblers. Have a look at that West Tigers side and tell me they've got the cattle to fucking make the finals. Well, they definitely don't. But also when people talk about Madge, like all the- So ti- what the fuck's the problem? The Tigers fans talk about, uh, about sorry, Ivan, when Ivan went there for a couple of seasons and he bought like fucking Moses and Josh Reynolds and all that, like- and everyone's trying to make out that that's the root of all the problems. I'm like, I actually think that when he got those players over, the Tigers were so fucking shit already. That was They were good signings. Maybe they were being paid a bit too much, but you needed to pay money to get fucking players in there. Unfortunately, Reynolds was injured as fuck. And then Ivan left because he saw what he could go to at the Panthers. But like overall, I don't think in the moment they were bad signings. I think that like... You just, they like, they haven't, a lot of their players that they've put fucking, you know, consistent time and effort into haven't delivered. And they also fucking shit the bed more than anything, more than any club ever, I think, in letting go of Mitchell Moses and and James Tedesco. Like, how do you let that happen? That's the biggest issue. Not to mention all the other players there. Well, of course, right? But those guys were local juniors. James Tedesco, that's a big one. That's a big one. He's now the captain of the state. Um, yeah, and he's won two premierships. Do you want to hear the, the coaches Luke Brooks seen? Yeah. Yes. So when he started was the year after Tim Sheen's left. So that was Mick Potter for two years. And then um, and then Jason Taylor for two years. Andrew Webster for two games. Um, and then Ivan Cleary and Michael Maguire. So it's five coaches. Right. I just think that maybe if you're the Tigers, it's not about the coach. Things unraveled when they let a Tim Sheens go, I reckon. I mean, maybe they'd, they'd sort of been unraveled a little bit. What year did Tim Sheens go? 2011? His last year was 2012. 2012. When what? did they last make the finals? What, it'd be like 2010? 
I think I think it might have been 2012. Um, I don't think they, they would have let him go the year they made the finals. They might have. That'd be very. Well I don't started. think they no, made. They, the they didn't qualify in 2011. 2011, maybe. 2011. Yeah, they finished fourth, and that was the last time they made the finals. My brain. Um, they haven't really like they were sort of were unraveling the moment they lifted the fucking trophy. It just sort of went down from there, obviously. But like, yeah, it's, there's just a part of me where I'm like, is it the coach's fault every single time? Surely that's just not the case. Or is it just a case of it's so much easier to replace one guy than, than to make know, clean the, out yeah. a squad of thirty? Sure, it's like, maybe you know, like uh, if you're maybe like a if you look at the Tigers as like uh, yourself or an individual and they have behavioral and emotional issues mm. and they just keep break they keep getting dumped or they keep breaking up with their girlfriend boyfriend whatever at some point it might be important to evaluate what you're bringing to the downfall of these relationships as opposed to just dumping your misses every single time yes something goes wrong or if you've got you know or if there's something wrong you know and you just keep sacking your psychologist, it's like, bruh, sometimes you need to invest in, time in yourself. Exactly. You need to look, you need to turn the mirror. Mm. Is, that, is that a saying? I don't know. Well, shine the light back on yourself. Yeah. Look inward because they break up with girlfriends and then they fucking, the whole crowd's like abusing Ivan Cleary every time he rocks up to the fucking games. It's like, maybe it's you guys. It's not them, it's you. And also, it, maybe it starts with the fans, Tom, you know? Maybe we need to get rid of the standing ovation at halftime because that's setting an un, it's, it's sending, setting a benchmark that's too easy, too forgiving. You yeah, know just what I mean? stand for anything. So the player's like, okay, oh, is that the benchmark of the club? Standing ovations in trial games? Sure, okay. Well, that's pretty, I mean, that seems pretty attainable. Yeah. And then once they get it against Manly at the start of the year, they just go, job done. Q in the rack. Q in the rack. I have the season off now. Yeah. That's my grand final. I've just won it. I've just won it. I've just won the grand just final. Just got the standing O. Yeah, no, I didn't get a standing O in all my seasons at whatever other club I was at. Exactly. I've, I've never seen a standing ovation. And you know why that is? Because we didn't win the comp. And that's what standing O's are reserved for. Or famous wins, which we've never had at the Tigers either. Um, I just think it's fucking crazy. It'll be funny to have the coach sacked while there's a documentary about the club still going on. Imagine if that's how the season ends. Well, now, just purely content speaking, that's a great finish. It's like the opposite of every documentary you've ever watched, which yeah. usually historically peaks in some yes. regard. Yes, has a crescendo or, of sorts. Or it climaxes at the end. I think the all or nothing with Man City, they win the comp, for example. Yeah. Imagine if the West Tigers one is just a slow descent into madness where at the end they sack the coach and then it's sort of like that's the way it's left. His and then the next season, death. it starts again, and Luke Brooks is still there, and there's another coach, yeah. and it's just like it it's, would be it's it's like, like it's like a day. horror when you're in a nut house, and yeah. the same thing keeps happening. Or when you have that Groundhog sleep paralysis, day. and things just keep happening. And there's <laughs> nothing you can do to change it. That's what it, I think. If you're a Tigers fan, you basically like have sleep paralysis. It's like living with sleep paralysis. Yeah, everything just happens the same over again, and you're just like, what? No, 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 no! Don't suck the coach! Don't suck the coach! Shit! <laughs> Oh my God, Luke Brooks is, is a contract. Like, Don't resign him. Don't resign him. Oh shit, four years. <laughs> six. Six. Ten. Six years, two years in his, in his favor. Oh. 
<laughs> don't let go of Adam Dewey. Don't let go. Oh, God. He's like, oh. <laughs> I think oh, that's so. Sort of, we love what, it. Yeah, look, shout out to the Tigers fans. DMCs as you are. I even saw someone putting the punters and dribbles page as a DMC fan. He's like, I think I speak for all DMC Tigers fans when I say that the Storm are our second favourite team from here on in. Because if you're a DMC fan, of course you need fucking – you need backups. We need wins. You need wins, but you need someone to – you need like a team to support when your team invariably doesn't make the finals. Which is every year. Which is every year. So like, you know, this because is Because otherwise you're wasting four weeks of your life. But this is the anything. time – this is the, 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 the part of every season, I think, where loser clubs start to see – all the good clubs starting to pair off and sort of in the finals, in the top eight, and then it's like, shit, we've got to start like looking. We've got to start attaching ourselves to another club just for finals time because when the lights come on, I'm going to be standing here with my loser club, and when the lights come on, it don't look good, and we're not in the finals, and they're ugly as fuck, and <laughs> so this is when everyone starts to pick off their second. People are pairing teams. off and they're going into the bushes for a bit of hanky panky, and panky. you don't want to be left. Sucking on your vodka soda. By yourself. By yourself. Well, with your loser club. With your loser club. You've got your Pumas on. You've got your fucking Hawaiian shirt. And you're looking a little bit out of place. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're looking out of place. You don't... You just feel out of place. You know what I mean? The lights are burning your, your eyes. You're struggling to make conversation. And that's because you've got nothing to talk about with your club because they suck. So, yeah, this is where everyone starts to pair off. And I can understand... Why you'd want to go with Manly. Um, speaking of that, playing tonight, this is a little treat. I think PVL did that for you and I, Eddie, knowing that we're just trying to fill our weeks. And we had said to him, like, look, can you just put the Manly game to actually a Monday night because the week started. It'll be nice for us to be able to just sort of settle in on a Monday night, watch the boys rip and tear at 8 o'clock, I think. 8 o'clock, perfect, beautiful stuff. Well, we'd said to PVL in the past, Tom, and this is coming, you know, again from our role as the mouthpiece of the punter and the dribbler, mm. we've been calling for... You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday nights for rugby league football. Why? Purely out of selfish reasons. Yeah. Now, I was a big fan of the Monday night game before they decided to can it. I liked it. It mm -hmm. was it was a nice beacon of light for the punter and the dribbler who have been in the trenches all Monday, ripping and tearing, working hard to make a living, put food on the table. It was a nice treat. Yes. It was a nice snack. It wasn't it wasn't crazy. It wasn't, a, it wasn't another weekend after no, no, hard no. day's it was, work. It was just like a little bit of a, an indulgence, a Monday night indulgence. Exactly. Maybe a kit cut after dinner. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. It was a nice little indulgence. They took it away from us. They replaced it with Thursday night, which I'm not angry about. Thursday night sets up the, the weekend nicely. Yeah, I think I prefer Thursday because of I how do. it sets the weekend. Of course I prefer Thursday. I'm not crazy, Tom. No, no you're not. Of course I prefer, prefer Thursday, but do I like a little Monday night rugby league? You better fucking believe I do. Yeah. This Saint like Peter wanted to play all five games on Sunday, and we said to him, Saint, we've got a better idea. Now, does, do we shoot ourselves in the foot a little bit with Melbourne next Saturday night with a short turnaround? So be it. We've got the cattle for it, baby. Monday night football is what the people need, particularly the people in Sydney who are the backbone of rugby league football. Make no fucking mistake. It's where the game was, was birthed in yeah, the country. It was invented. It was invented here. Yeah, we called it. No, it wasn't invented in, in England. It was invented here. No, it was invented here. In 1908. Yep. In the great state of New South Wales and the great city of Sydney. So as a gift to those in lockdown, we've organised two games of rugby league for a Monday. Yep. Uh, who the fuck are they? I know Manly's playing the Sharks, which we will... Jesus, I can't wait to just absolutely spank those losers. But who... It's Dogs Titans. So... 
you're gonna want to you're gonna want to watch the eight o'clock game. Well, that's why they put it at six. You know, it's that's a dinner time game. Yeah, 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 exactly. Titans Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch the Titans Bulldogs while you just have it on in the background while you got other shit to go to do. You know, when you're like, if you got a TV in the kitchen, you're cooking dinner. Yeah, you got something on in the background. Uh, white noise. Yeah, exactly. That's a white noise game. And then you've put kids to bed if you've got them. I do. Uh, you've had dinner, which we all eat, unless you're on a diet. Might be a juice cleanse, and dinner's not a problem for you. You've had a shower though. Most of us do that. If you don't, I'd suggest you do. It's good for the soul. Though I did hear this side note about showering. You're not actually, I don't think, meant to soap all the time. Soaping strips the body of like essential oils and shit. How often are you supposed mm. to soap? I don't know, every couple of days. I think you like- I Every think, couple? No, no, no. But no. like, I think you soap like cock and balls, armpits and stuff. Like your essential tits, bits and slits. Yep. That is how I heard it described to me. I know it's <laughs> vulgar, but- um, not your words. Not my words. I'm merely just repeating them. But so you soap those, but like your general body, legs, you know, all that sort of shit. You don't really actually need to. You just need to clean. Like so you, you, so but, you're dropping the back from the sack and the crack. Yes. Just sacks and cracks. Sacks, you can, cracks, pits. Yeah. Yeah. You can also get, you can get soap free body wash. Yeah. So you Which, can wash yourself. So but the not, point it's, would it's be the soap is like the strips your body of like oil. Yeah, like the chemically soap bit. I don't yeah, know. you can get like nice florally like like parabens. Wash. While we're on soaps, yep. <laughs> what the fuck are they? I get what you mean. That's a great question. I don't know. What are we rubbing on our bodies? Yeah, right. We don't, like, like, you you don't even like, look into it. You just take it as gospel. Yeah. Someone so, says to you one day, you got to put this on your body and you don't, you don't even ask questions. No, you just go, okay, sweet. Give it to me in gel form with little balls or block in it. form. Well, I know block <laughs> form though, I have steered away from in later life because- You're a pump form man? I'm a pump man. Yeah. That being said, shower's a little cramped at my place and I've got to bend down to the ground to get the pump thing. And it's like, it's just not smooth. You don't have like a bench? Uh, yeah, it's filled with shit, of course. Filled not yours. With stuff that we don't need and that is not mine. Yes. Yeah, I've been relegated. Um, yeah, so soap is a mixture of mixture of fat or oil, water, and an alkali or basic salt. Um, when those ingredients combine in the proper proportions, they go through a chemical process called saponification, which results in soap. Okay, why though? Who's like who? What does soap, soap do? Yeah, well, it cleans soap, you, obviously. Like yeah, but I, no, but, but but what's it doing? Yeah, like... What is it doing that water isn't? Yes, so yes. It says soap traps dirt and fragments of destroyed germs in tiny bubbles called micelles, which wash away in water. In tandem, some soap molecules disrupt the chemical bonds that allow bacteria, viruses, and grime to stick to surfaces, lifting them off the skin. So I think it essentially, it takes it off your skin and then the water And then it, it gets stuck away. in bubbles and washes it down the drain. Yeah. Fucking up. Now, look. There you go. <laughs> no one listening to this podcast knew what soap was. Now or you what do. what it did. Now you do. That's why you come here. Yeah. To solve- The mysteries of soap. The mysteries of soap, the mysteries of life, the mysteries of soap falling under the, the general banner of the mysteries of life. But I mean, like, how does someone know- that that's what soap's doing. Like, I imagine that we didn't have the uh, scientific nous to be able to prove that that's what soap was doing until recently, right? Like, who the what, fuck mixed it together? Yeah, well, who invented it. soap? The so oh my god, the so the first soap was made by the Babylonians around twenty eight hundred BC. What the fuck were they? Twenty eight hundred? Yeah. Were they like we need to clean ourselves? Or were they like this is a mixture? Like that's what I always wonder about back in the day. Were they just like? Oi, let's put a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of this. They like, couldn't have possibly known that that mixture would come up 
as the soap as we the know soap today. We, yes. Uh, so, the soap we know and love. So it says, um, Babylonians, Mesopotamians, Egyptians, and ancient Greeks and Romans made soap by mixing fat oils and salts. Soap wasn't made and used for bathing and personal hygiene, but was rather produced for cleaning cooking utensils or goods that were used for medicine. Okay. The Babylonians had medicine. Well, well they, they would have had medicine. Like plants and shit. Like, yeah, they they were just like. the medicines were different. They weren't fucking getting, you know, uh, like uh, penicillin. Yeah, they're like, here, put these leeches on you. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, but it was, cleaning medicines you know, I, in my head, I'm like, that's sterilization. Well, that's true as well, because I thought that like sterilization and stuff was very, like wasn't even that long ago where doctors were like not washing their, yeah, their, their like f uh, medical fatigues between like, you know, doing births with different women or surgeries and shit. And like the, the, the disease transfer yeah. was just fucking through the roof until they realized like, no dude, sterilization's a thing. Well, I think there's a difference between sterilization and just like cleaning it maybe because they saw it had dirt and shit on it. So they're like, oh, let's make this look clean. Yeah, Which yeah, is different yeah. to like actually sterilizing. Sterilizing yeah. something. And then do we know when soap became adopted into the showers of this nation and the world at large. Do you um, wash your hair? No. I haven't washed my hair for like 10 years. Public service announcement, punters and dribblers. Neither do I. You and don't need to wash your hair. That's you the You don't need to. Big shampoo, big shampoo yeah. has got you all fucking under their thumb. Yeah. Now, oils produced naturally by the bod do the washing for you. Take your hat off, Eddie. Look at this. Do you also not wash your hair, Eddie? No. Oh, wow. Bro, you, you don't know have what I to. do. You know what I do? I wet it every time I have a shower. Yep. Obviously, because I'm not a psychopath and I don't feel like I've been cleaned. If unless if your I'm, hair's not wet, yeah, exactly. You wet your hair, but you don't need to wash mm. it. Your I, body washes it for you. Yeah, I didn't used to for a bit in year twelve, but I get dandruff. If I don't wash it my doesn't. Hair. It doesn't even make a difference. Like a dandruff is like well, I get psoriasis, so I sometimes get a bit of that shit in my scalp anyway. But not washing your hair doesn't lead to dandruff. Okay. That's just, you might get dandruff for whatever reason, but it's because it's dry, right? If you just leave your hair for a while, it starts to just make the oils that you need in there. And so you don't have dandruff. Now, then they think, then they go, oh, I need head and shoulders to wash the dandruff away. It's like, no, what you need to do is just ride it out. Don't wear black t-shirts and ride this. Ride it out. out until the oils, the numbers are back up because the shampoo strips you of your oils and yeah. you're left fucking, you're left nude running yeah. around. With fuck all to do. Why would shampoo be required? Like, why is that? Like, it's a, such a fucking wool pull where it's like shampoo is not something that we have evolved to need. It's not like, it's just ridiculous. It's a wool pull. It's I've, a wool pull. I've got Tim Dumbrell onto the no shampoo thing. And he's like, bro, I'm, I'm, my life has changed. Yeah. He's like, I didn't know I'd been hoodwinked for so long. Yeah. He reckons his hair's thicker. He's Dude. like, you should have told me this before I lost my hair. Yeah. Because his hair at the back, he reckons, plump and plump. And well, because voluminous. what happens is it's like when you would wash your hair, it gets all floppy and weird. And then it would start, once it gets dirty, you feel it. But actually all the, the dirty hair is, is actually your hair just getting back to normal. And then once it gets back to normal, like I remember when, when my hair used to be like a bit longer or when I have longer hair, yeah, it goes through a phase where like it gets to a point where it's maybe a bit more like, uh, like stiff. Where it just means like where if you push it in a direction, it'll stay. But then it also goes through like a wash period where like there's no amount of fucking anything you can do. It just becomes this floppy washed mess. Oh, I hate it. But that's just the natural course, the, the life cycle of your hair that it goes through. It's like, oh, okay, your hair's just going through a bit of a clean phase right now. And then it's back to fucking just being hair. 
The shampoo, shampoo is the biggest wool pull yeah. of all time. You're definitely onto something here because so like um, people in the mid age, middle ages were using like different herbs and stuff for shampoo to make it smell nice. Then in the 1920s, and there were like soaps that they used for the hair. But then in the 1920s, um, they invented liquid shampoo. But get this. So there was an article in 1908 in the New York Times and like a bit after that in the 20s when it was invented saying specialists uh, recommend shampooing of the hair uh, every two weeks, but from a month to six weeks is fine if the hair is in good condition. So back then they were like, oh, you don't really need you to You don't wash need your to hair. fucking shampoo your hair. Chicks fucking shampoo their shamp- every day. And liquid shampoo was invented by Schwarzkopf, who were one of the big yeah, producers of shampoo. Of course. It's like you, you create the fucking need and then you market to it. So it's like, oh, you're, oh, you're meant to wash your hair. Every- but also once you start washing it, right? You're then in a cycle. You're now in a cycle mm. and you need to wash it every day to maintain your washed look. Yeah. Otherwise- the day, day three, day four, day five, it can look a bit weird because it's your hair healing itself. Exactly. It's lost its you immunity. You've got to stay with it. You've got to stay with it. Give it a couple of weeks to regenerate the oils. Yeah. Give it a chance to be great again, okay? <laughs> and it will be. Look at Tom and I, mate. This is an ad to f- for fucking... We're anti-shampoo. Yeah, we are. <laughs> now, if we shot ourselves in the fucking foot with big shampoo, sh- maybe. You know what, though? But we're big bi- shampoo. We're above that. We don't bend over for the corporate dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Not, we don't bend over an inch for the corporate dollar. <laughs> never at, have, never will. Don't look at our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we support Dr. V. They're different. No, it's absolutely. And before pay. We of fucking, course. Well, we just, did that. That was, that was all free. We weren't paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> all we're saying is wake up, sheeple. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Shampoo is bullshit. It's complete <laughs> bullshit. There, there's a movement that's called the no poo movement, which is actually about shampoo. How many people are in that movement? Because well, I'm happy to become the official spokespeople. It's got its own Wikipedia page. Well, can you edit that Wikipedia page to say that we're the say official that we're spokespeople? The we're the head of What's it called? It's the no poo movement. No poo movement. Look, we'll work on that title. I think that can be, that's a working title. But that's, we'll, that's a childish title that's not going to get you taken seriously. But in the we halls will of take Congress. the members. Yes. We will take the members and we don't want to start our own. It'll take too long. No, it will take way too long. We'll take we the, will, we're, so we're chair people. Yeah. Well, the CEOs of the, the, the chair, anti chairman movement. Chairman. Uh, but we will need to work on that title. As I said, no one will take you seriously. They've got all that you've said here. They believe that regular shampooing causes a vicious cycle to develop because it comes vicious. necessary to use shampoo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Was that all off the dome earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Sorry, we're tapped into fucking, you know, the everything. Truth. Yeah. The truth. The truth pours out of us. Now you know. Yeah, the real pandemic is from big shampoo. Yeah, big shampoo. You've been fucking You've hoodwinked. You've been fucking hoodwinked. Now, I don't know if you're like, if you're a chick with long hair, maybe it's a bit more like there's a lot to go there, but I'd be interested to uh, see. It's winter, wear a beanie. And then yeah. when you fucking emerge like a butterfly coming out of its cocoon. There you go. You look like a fucking rock star. The exactly. rock star that you should be. Yeah, I'd be interested to see that actually. Chicks, driblets. Don't wash your hair and let us see. Let's 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 let you be the test case. Let you be the test, but you got to um, be bold. Yeah, you got to be bold. You got to believe. Anti shampoo. Fuck big shampoo. Um, but is that rugby league? That's rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's ridiculous. But that's true. Did you want to talk about Gutho telling Opacek to get fucked, Colonel? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. just quickly do that. Because Tommy said that a few weeks ago. Remember? Well, Tommy didn't, were, say, didn't say no. That, so yeah. Tommy didn't tell Tommy didn't tell Paseca to get fucked, cunt. Yeah. He said, "Work hard, cunt." 
he said like work hard cunt or whatever. It was something to do with like him not working harder on the inside uh, coming across in defence. And Tommy has elite standards that he sets and he's like, if we're going to be the greatest team of all time, which everyone's sort of, you know, starting to think, you have to hold elite standards. And that's what Tommy did. Whereas I think Gutho's was a bit more like, that's pressure that comes from the sun. Well, he's like, he checked his watch. Yeah. And it was counting down. It was counting down. As it always is. The doomsday clock. And and if you don't know, basically Opacek escorted a man off the ball uh, while Parramatta were 20 points down against the Roosters. And Gutho took the catch. They got penalised for escorting. And he just called him a dumb cunt, screamed it at him. You dumb cunt. Right behind the ref. Right it, behind the ref. It was a beautiful bit of what I like to call rugby league poetry. Yes. Wherein, Theater. you know... Gutho trying to harness his inner Shakespeare, but in a sort of, you know, more Australian way. And he's fucking laid him out. Now, yeah. did Opacic deserve it? Yeah, you could argue he did. <laughs> Look, he, he might have deserved something. I don't know if he deserved that. Look, there's obviously- Was it a bit much out of, was, is Gutho skip? Yeah. Was it a bit much out of skip? Well, it didn't seem like the language becoming of a leader. No, it didn't. No, it didn't, Tom. Now, I don't even think that Tommy used the C word. He might have, I but think he, he just said, I think he said, fucking work harder. I think that was it. That might have been. But even even still, the message was being delivered. The, the use of the word cunt in Tommy's situation was merely to exemplify, to amplify the importance of the message, which was to work harder. Whereas if you're just calling someone a dumb cunt, there's no... There's no message wrapped in that other than just like, okay, well, now I'm, now I'm feeling down on myself because you just called me a dumb cunt. And... I did make a mistake, but you're not giving me any tangible lessons and learnings to how to be better. Whereas work hard, cunt, there's a, there's a positive message wrapped up in that. There are ways that you can improve and you can come back from this situation just by working harder. If you're a dumb cunt, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> I mean, could you put it better than that? Could you put it better than that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Now you know. Gutho, if you're listening... You got to be more constructive. Yeah, you've got to give some. You got to be more constructive with your feedback because Opacic is now he's in a you know he's wrapped up in his bed. Yeah, in a cocoon of sorts. Cocoon, a duna cocoon. He's in a duna cocoon and he's in tears. He's weeping, he's and he's an, not going to come out of that cocoon a fucking butterfly. He's uh, going to come out, mate. He's 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 pounding ice cream like it's going out of fashion. He's yeah. done four or five liters. That's in a day. Yeah. I mean, he's ice gone cream by the leader is an aggressive unit of measurement, and if you're in a duna cocoon after being called a dumb cunt, that's not surprising. That's 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 the direction you go, but that's the direction you've forced him into mm. by not offering constructive feedback and laying him out in front of his teammates, in front of the world, in front of the world. On there were no television. crowds either, so like every single microphone in the entire stadium picked it they up. Pi- oh, that, uh, they picked it up, bruh. Yeah. I heard it live and yeah. I was like, whoa, what was that? And then it was all over social media. So Gutho, look, as skipper of the club, it's now your job to go and get him out of that Duna cocoon yeah. and make him be better, make him be great. Because at the moment he's pounding ice cream and I'm worried about leader. his future in the code. I yeah. really am. Listen, this is going to sound very... Uh, unconstructive myself but I'm just trying to now give Gutho constructive feedback well I'm, I'm actually asking a question more than anything but it's kind of constructive it's actually not constructive at all I don't understand the shaving of the back of the head like high up like it's he's got long hair but he's like under shaving it have you seen that so it hangs over the back well so it's almost Doesn't he like, have it in a top knot? Yeah, but it's almost like the top knot almost 
the hair doesn't go any lower than like fucking there, like halfway up his head because he shaves all the way under it. Look, I don't want to speak for Gutho, but if I had to take a wild guess, I reckon that the shaving up to the top knot is sort of shortballing the top knot into like... Oh, here you go. It's, been, it's more visually pronounced. Right, so he's just trying to accentuate the top knot, we think. So you're following the lines up to the top knot. Right, okay. I was wondering whether it could also be like a slowly... The hairs could... I, I'm, I'm not... I think maybe the hair's disappearing from the front. And so if you slowly like chop it off the back as it's going from the front and then eventually you just get rid of it and it's like a smoother transition into no hair. You reckon he's going bald? I'm not saying he is, I'm saying he might be. If he is, it's not a good move to be pulling his hair back tightly either. Well, that's, that's, it, that accentuates it. Mm. it. Certainly accentuates it. Look, I think he's trying to accentuate the top knot. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I mean, I don't know what the kids are doing those days. No, that's, that's true. That's the guess. That's we are guess. 32 and 31. 30, 30, 30. 30. I'm 32. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. I'm 32. Not neat. Sloppy. I'm a sloppy 32. So, obviously, the Olympics running hot. We're into week two. Is this the, the final week? Is it two weeks the Olympics run? The for? final week. Do you all get us a date that the closing... closing well, one's the last event, put yeah. it that way. Um, now, look, are we drowning literally in Aussie gold? Yeah, we are. We're like Scrooge McDuck swimming in the room full of gold. Rivers of Aussie gold. Shout out to DuckTales. Um, August 8th, so essentially, yeah, last week, this week. Now, we've won 12 gold as of recording. But there's, there's gold in the chamber, Tom. Yep. There's gold in the sailing, potentially. There's the hockey roos. There's the kookaburras. The tildes. The tildes. The boomers. The boomers. That'd be a lucky one, but it's there. Um, there's, the, with, there's the velodromes just starting to crank. We've got track cycling. We've, there's usually a gold or two hidden underneath the fucking track there, yeah, baby. Yeah, you can usually... If you, if you dig up a fucking floorboard in the velodrome, yeah. you'll find a gold or two, usually. Look, I mean, we're... We're getting into sort of miracle territory, but there's a couple of track golds potentially. Um, Peter Bowl. Peter Bowl. Of spaghetti 800 meter runner fame. Spag Bowl. Spag Bowl. Peter Bowl, our favourite bowl now. He uh, He's a he's a sniff. Yeah. He, well, as soon as he finished his semi, Bruce, who I can only imagine was masturbating in the commentary box, was like, this guy could win a medal. This guy could win gold for the nation. He he did admit in later segments, this is Bruce, that he may have gone off a little early. Well, usually when you are fully aroused, mm. you can make decisions that your mind's not as clear, basically, if you'd pumped a load off. Well, look, I mean, Bruce may need to call pilot, but... But I think the problem with Bruce is that he has he's too quick to erections. Too quick to pop off. Well, I don't know if it's too quick to pop off. He gets bonus. He needs to. He needs to get his bonus down quicker so that he's making more, less hyperbolic. Hyperbol. Hey, yeah, oh man, I heard it. Um, less hyperbolic statements. But look for the, you know, benefit of this segment. Put Peter down for a goal. Yeah, because we're fucking drowning in him we now. Do. We put Pete for a goal. Dior is going to back me up at Athens, which is our biggest gold medal haul, I believe. We got 17 golds. We're on 12. We've got our most ever swimming golds. Yeah. I think we got nine. I'm looking at this game thinking, holy shit, is this going to be a record breaker for us as a nation? I this, think it could be. This has been the most beautifully unexpected, uh, like, oh, fuck, we're killing it at these Olympics. 
uh, a gift from the sporting gods? Yeah, dude, a if, gift. If ever you thought that Australia wasn't the most beloved of all the nations by the sporting gods, this is proof, this is proof. that we are. Yeah. During trying times, in trying years, under trying circumstances, the gods have favoured us. And usually, like we, again, early 2000s expected greatness, nothing but... So that was two Sydney, but that was and a different Athens. time. But they, but the, we expected greatness there. So it was like if we didn't get it, we were pissed off. We were almost too. Uh, we were we're not appreciative of greatness. And then now we've had some lean years where we're like, oh fuck, do we even care about swimming anymore? Do we are we even good at swimming anymore? Then bang, twenty twenty one rolls around, and you're like, holy shit, I'm so much more appreciative. And it's like you don't. Uh, know what you got until it's gone, and then once it comes back, you're like, "Oh fuck, we." I don't that. know. I don't know what the last five years have looked like from a funding perspective. I know that during Sydney, big cash injections. So it should have because you host the games, you need to perform, you need to go well. I think there was afterglow of that funding that leaked over to Athens, where we fucking ripped and teared once more. I wonder, and this is just conversation more than knowing. Mm. If during the lean trot years at Beijing, at London, and at Rio, where the nation, I think it's fair to say, started to care less about the Olympics. Mm. Yeah. Beijing, Beijing wasn't too bad. We only won two less medals at Beijing than we did in Sydney. Well, I stand corrected. But, but Rio yeah. and London were yeah. definitely lean yeah. years. Definitely. Yeah. But it was Sydney, Athens, Beijing, right? Yeah. So yeah. there was still a bit of that afterglow. That maybe they didn't look at the situation, this is the AOC, potentially even the government who fucking swing the cash mm. around, going, ooh, we need to reinvigorate the, the public's perception of the Olympics. And there's yeah. only one way to do that. I'll give you the fucking hot tip. Through gold. Aussie gold. Aussie golds. Need Aussie gold. And look, I think- PBs won't do it for no, me. No, fuck PBs. I don't give a respect. fuck about PBs. Fuck PBs. If you aren't getting Aussie gold, you can stick your PB up your ass. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'd be- I'd set, yeah, set a PB on your own time, not on my Not on my time. I'd prefer you run the slowest time of your life and get Aussie gold than get a fucking PB. <laughs> nah, couldn't care less. I'd prefer that you Bradbury it than get a fucking PB. The only PB I want to see is Peter Bowe win the 800. <laughs> Thank you. That's the only PB we give a fuck about. Peter Bull, 800, gold medal. Bruce McAvaney, fully erect, almost never blowing a load. The 800 yeah. as well, one for the purists. Dude, 800 is fucked. It is, such a, it is tiring as fuck to watch. Like, I see him get around in 51 seconds for the opening 400. I'm like, oh. That is... Fuck a duck, that's quick. <laughs> that's what I say to him, I yell it. I wonder what I would do a 400 in. I'm trying, because again, the, the Olympics needs us to be there competing against well, everyone else. Well, we've said this. We've said, I, I, this was Tom and I's original idea. We've said this for many years. In every event, there needs to be a punter for context. Yes. Now, whether or not that's just like a super, like you run it beforehand and then it's sort of just like a ghost. <laughs> yeah, that yeah like, a, like a two-pack. You know when you're like, you'd be doing time trials on like fucking Mario Kart, there was a ghost. That would then come around you if it was lapping you and shit. Maybe yeah. it needs, it doesn't need to be that transparent necessarily. And with modern technology, you could probably make it look like there's a, because they don't use lane one in athletics, for example. They use lanes two to nine. Oh, really? Lane one's free for a ghost of a punter. Do I wonder if we could edit like if we were to go and film ourselves on a running track and then superimpose, like someone video editing would be able to do this, right? To then so, like put us digitally into races and see where we would come. Well, it wouldn't be pretty. If you know how to do that, if you have the technical capability, reach out and, you know, 
there may be something in it for you. Well, you you just need like green screen jogging on the spot and then tying that to go around the thing. No, Other see, more, I'm thinking, see, I'm thinking. If you need that, then you need like the exact same camera angles and shots. But the green screen means you. you could remove us and put this into the, maybe it's easier. Yeah. And it would just be about what time we would run. I think we give us our punters, we give them, give ourselves the 11.9 or probably it's like 13 next seconds now. What do you reckon you'd run 100 in now? Do you reckon you'd break 14 seconds? Maybe. It's a maybe. That's, I think, 14. I think I'd do 14. Yeah, I don't know. See, I've lost, a, I've lost plenty of yards. Oh, I know same. that because when I get to full trot in uh, Oztag, I know. I'm like, ooh. I'm slow now. Yeah, yeah. You just bit. you can just feel it. I knew, like I used to have a bit of like nip top end, about me. Top end yeah. speed. I had a, I had some. I like I was never fast, but when I got up to full speed, I was comfortable enough to like you know be able to keep up or you know like I wasn't just getting mowed down by everyone. I had like just a faint bit of nip whilst not being quick. Um, now it's like, as you say, if you're in open space or if I was like, you know, I almost feel like now when I'm running, you know, when you're in a dream and you can't, you're trying to get away from something, you're running slow. That's how I feel like if I'm playing footy or touch or something, right? And it's like, yeah, in some, even a slight bit of space, like you're just not like accelerating through anything. Mm. Yeah. It feels like you're running through mud. Yeah. Now, where were we? we were, look, we're talking Olympics. I want to say this. We obviously do two podcasts a week now. Uh, you're very welcome. But after we recorded last week's one, Jess Fox finally wins gold for the. I think Jess Fox is my favourite Australian uh, athlete at the Olympics. I think she's very attractive. Attractive, but she just seems very nice and sweet. Like she doesn't seem like she's arrogant or uh, not that not that like heaps of them do. But she just seems particularly like nice and she wholesome wholesome. And she deserved that gold more than anyone else in the whole fucking Well, I was interested to hear. Obviously, we all know about her disappointment in the K1. That's the kayak. Yes. One man. Yes. Uh, where she, you know, hit the final gate. She came third. Wasn't her fucking run. But she had been, along with her mother and some degrees, her father, who I don't think are together anymore, but that's neither here nor there. Well, we just hope they're happy. That's exactly right. We're like pioneers of C1 canoe one person yeah. for women. It was usually just for men, but they it's like- the first time it's been in the Olympics. 100%, yeah. but they pushed hard for it, right? It used to not be at anything. Then they like pushed hard, pushed hard. Then it got into the world championships. Now it's at the Olympics. Jess Fox, the debut winner. Yeah. Was there a dry fucking eye in the nation? No. When she won gold, embraced by her sister, embraced by her But her mother. old man commentating for fucking Channel 7. So he's like commentating back in Australia, his daughter's first gold in the fucking event that they've fought tooth and nail to get in. She's considered the greatest female... Paddler. Paddler mm. of all time. Thank you. I was looking for the pejorative. Of all time. Pejorative, I think, is the right word. I don't know. Do your own research. <laughs> of all time. But she was like, unless you've won gold... Yeah, I don't consider you can't be considered the goat. That's what she's saying. Like, so I don't think you can be considered unless you've won the gold. And then yeah, she but does you it. know what? You know what? I'd have to go with Jess on that. Look, so it's, would I. It's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow. But you're not great unless you've won the big dance. I mean, Chris Paul said it brilliantly earlier. He's like, it doesn't. My legacy means fuck all unless I win the unless I win a chip. He didn't win. Stiff did, shit did to win. Chris. Sorry, Chris. It is what it is. I also hate the chip. I hate when people say chip. Sorry. We well, you, you just deal with it this no, time. No, I know. I will deal with it that time, but it's just like everyone said it after Drake did, and I'm just like, 
oh, oh it's so obvious that's why you're saying it and so not you i know that you're saying it because everyone else says it. everyone else says it but that's why people say it anyway do you know both her parents were also olympic canoeists yes we did yes. know that yeah, and yes. her mother won bronze for in canoeing but for which nation because uh, for france french french, french. Yeah. France, France, yeah. but yeah. And Jess can speak French. Yeah, yes. fluently. Jess. And she said she's coming to Paris yeah. in 2020. Yeah, well, she'll be 30. Four. Yeah. Jess also- She's good Jew- to go. Fucking oh, she's good mm. to go. Also Jewish and studying media comms at Sydney Uni. So like, are we the same person kind of? Yeah, maybe. well, She's maybe. really smart, apparently. Yeah. Mm. But like also, you know, I, I guess there's limitations to the canoeing game that are going to offer like careers- so it's like she's just a go-getter. She's also studying. You know what I mean? Some people are like, oh, I'm just going to be a fucking this. I'm not going to try. She's just like a well-rounded. And then her old man is in tears in commentary talking about how lovely she is as a person. I was sitting there with my young daughter as she was playing with blocks and I'm watching this guy cry and I'm like, I'm crying. Sorry. Hey, sue me. I'm crying. Mate, everyone was crying. Everyone was crying. I wasn't being fucking hyperbolic no. and facetious before. Pedabolic. I wasn't being pedabolic. Everyone was crying. And they were crying for good reason because a daughter of the nation, yep. Jess Fox, finally who is God. beloved now by all, finally gets the gong that she so desperately deserved. Yep. More Aussie gold for the nation. Yep. Beautiful scenes. Father, mother, sister. It just felt right. Yep. And you know what? Times have been tough. So we all let out a little cry. And, and it felt nice. And, and we the all way felt she better. like... Seeing, like, just seeing that satisfaction. The relief her, on yeah. her face when she realised she won was so fucking pure. Yes. I was like, holy shit, if you could bottle this, yeah. you would be a trillionaire. Yes, pure elation. It was like, it's a pure, it's like a mixture of pure elation, satisfaction and relief. I wonder what that feels like. You can see it. I recognise it. But I haven't felt but it. But I have no idea what it feels no. like. No. I mean, maybe it's when the numbers roll in each week for us and we just see the fucking podcast. We get, I think we get a hint of it. Yeah, I think we get but, like a micro but, dose, but a little bump of it. Yeah, but we... <laughs> Not even close. But we haven't, had des- we haven't had devastating L's. No, 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 we haven't. We haven't had devastating L's and we've never mainlined satisfaction like she has. You know what I mean? Straight we, to the like, veins. She's like, she would be undefeated. She would have been all gold. I'd say what we've had. We've had probably extreme satisfaction in our life at certain times. We've had extreme relief at certain times um, and extreme like elation at certain times. We've never had those three chopped together. Mm. Minced. Minced together. Diced. Diced, ground mm. together and then just eaten, eaten it by the spoonful. Yeah. Or all- into liquefied and then injected straight in your veins. And also at the pinnacle of like the end of your journey kind of like she had been working all that time. This was the last event, right? She missed out the one before. Yeah. Like- Came together at the right Had time. Had to do it. Yeah. All the fucking- I think it was a yeah. third Olympics as well. Yes, like, it is. There's quite a journey there. There's a lot of time, five mm. years. Is the fucking event going to be called off? Is the Olympics going ahead? Are you the greatest? Have I Not if you it? haven't won And also, just to, just to fucking throw a bit more narrative into this fucking- bit more yarn into this narrative- she sucked shit in the heats. Like, it looked like she was Not all do at it. sea. She wasn't going to do it. She was under the pump. Then she digs deep in the semis- Gets the fucking number one seed and rips, and she tears. So and the and the and without obviously being completely au fait with the nuances of C one, I do consider myself uh, a general 
uh, purveyor of fine runs. Uh, <laughs> and it was one of the great runs I've seen in C1 history. Well, it was a tough course, Tom. She danced down the fucking thing, dude. She danced down it. She she attacked it with, uh, with vigor. And her execution was... Chef's kiss. It was, but it was like a. It was just. It just looked like a leaf just floating down the river. Just I, as I do, I, I, I sort of went down a bit of a Jess Fox uh, rabbit hole. Rabbit hole, not glory hole. Rabbit hole. And <laughs> like, I looked at some of the world championship courses, and they're fucking pedestrian compared to that Olympic course they rolled out. That was the real deal. That yeah, was a right. motherfucker. That was a fucking mamma jamma. That was a mamma jamma. That was rapid stuff. Compared to some of these world championship courses, it's like a fucking a kiddie pool at like the it's water kiddie world pool or stuff. I'm like, that's not up to scratch. No, you could float a toddler down that thing. And not a pr- and, you'd, and you'd be a two minute, three minute run. You yeah. pick them up at the end, and they're fucking good to go. They're probably bored. They fell asleep. They did. So they did. So the Olympic course, no joke. But that's what I like because you know that the cream will rise, and yep. that's what we've seen. Yeah. So a tremendous effort to Jess Fox. Fucking loved it. Loved it, dude. So happy for Jess. Emma McKeon. McKeon? McKeon? McKeon, McKeon. I think we'll... Kaylee McKeon, Emma McKeon. There you go. Emma McKeon, now our most successful Olympian all time. Yes. 11 medals. 11 medals. Five golds. Now, this isn't to take anything away from it. It sounds like I am, but I'm not. But what is... I saw a a picture the other day that contextualised hers. So I think she's got five gold. Uh, which is the same as Thorpe. She's obviously got shitloads of bronze and silver. Three well. realos. Yes. Whereas Thorpe has five individual gold. Mm, I think. No, he doesn't. He's doesn't got he? 400, 200, foot three. Oh, he's got, so he's got three individual, two relay, where she has... Two individual, three relay. Right. Oh, that's actually not that different. No. I, for some reason, read it differently. No, no, no. I thought it was more than that. Well, play on, Emma. Because Thorpe got beaten in the 200 metres at Sydney by... Van Hoogenban. Peter Van and Hoogenban. And he got his he got his revenge revenge back. at Athens. Athens and which in the race in which Michael Phelps actually came third. It's a bit of trivia for the punter and the dribbler. Serious trivia. Well, I now feel bad to Emma McEwen for sullying her fucking Don't rise you dare to sully the top her name. Fucking, Don't you dare sully I take her that name. back and I eat humble pie and I apologize. The humble pie tastes terrible. <laughs> um, dominant. Dominance, dominance, dominance. Uh, where do we move to now, Eddie? Where are we? Where are we? Matildas. I love nothing more than to see the Matildas knock out those DMC pieces of shit, great, great, great Britain. Well, they're a DMN, a dirty merger nation. That's it's, it's or a dirty merger country if you wanted to stick with DMC. Sure, happy to. Everyone's on board with it now because everyone goes, hang on, this is a fucking disgrace. What is going on here? There Were people asking these questions back in previous no, Olympics? They, well, they should have been. I don't know. How is this even possible? You don't ever compete as Great Britain, ever. No. The British and Irish Lions tour once every 12 years. And then it's like, oh, no, but for Olympics, we're going to fucking get us when all together. When do you ever compete as Great Britain? Never. Fucking Never. Like, do you compete as Great Britain in the Euros for soccer, the World no. Cup? No. No. Like, what are we, where are we now? I'm lost. You've confused me. There should be an investigation and they should be split apart yes. and they should be made to compete as they are. Because and are we still beating them on the medal tally? Fucking oath. Yeah. What a bunch of losers. Now, the BBC, in all their glory, put the fucking great knocker, one of the great knockers on the team of all time, when they were up two to one with about eight minutes to play. Yes. Uh, enter Sam Kerr. They 
posted about like, oh, mo- only moments away from progressing through to the semifinal. And then they had to like comment underneath their tweet fucking 20 or half an hour later going, oh no. Oh no. You can't fuck with Sam Kerr, the best no. in the world. Well, Sam Kerr, what about our goalie? Who, when it was like, it was two Ka- all in extra time. Kaylee something. Um, Look at the goalie for the Matildas. And it was like, firstly, that penalty. She made three big saves, but including I, see, a penalty. I only came in for the penalties. Like, I just, that was whenever I flicked over. But the penalty that, that was given for the, her to have to make that save was complete horseshit. Then she saves it, which was like, just fucking folklore, heroic sort of shit. Lydia saves w- that. Lydia Williams? Lydia Williams, yeah, is that it? Maybe. He's the keeper. Then we go down the other end and that young girl hits a fucking... It was deflected, sure, but bang, straight away. Yeah, but she hit it pure. Mm. She she going hit it going in all the way. It was going in, but it just did a bit of a bend it like Beckham off of a Brit's shin. That went in and then straight into the second half of extra time and Sam Kerr just with the fucking gorgeous header. I'll tell you what did piss me off, Eddie. And this is where I come in again. I can see a good run in the C1. I also can watch a game of football and see that something changed and it wasn't good. We came out in the second half of extra time. Well, for the whole of extra time to this point, we were attacking and just fucking taking names, snatching souls, scoring goals. That should be their tagline, snatching snatching souls, scoring goals. Anyway, come out at the start of the second half. Off the kickoff, we score. Some like sort of almost a set play. It looked beautiful. Then they took off an attacking player, the, the Matildas, put on a defensive player, and then yeah, we the just young tri- girl who's like seven. We just and tried to defend our way to a win, and all that happened was just we allowed him into the half to attack, and then we kicked the ball out. And, we, and I was like, "This is bound to lead to a goal at some point. What the fuck are we doing?" The best form of defense is often attack, Tom. Yep. Often attack because you were giving away possession. Yes, hang on to the fucking seed, baby, and then they and pass can't it score. around instead of booting it around and then absorbing pressure, booting it away, absorbing pressure. I'm like, this is going to go horribly wrong. It yeah. didn't. It almost did, but it almost did. It now, almost fucking did. That's all right. We get up four three. We march on into the semi. I believe we've got Sweden now. For those that have been drowning in Olympic rhetoric, they would have seen us play Sweden in the pool match. Handy side, the Swedes. Mm. Really handy. Yeah, they beat the piss out of us, didn't but they? But you've got to dare to dream. You've got to you dare You know what? Dream. It's almost better. We've seen what they can bring, and now we have an ability to go and we reassess. We upload the data, and then we come back out with a new plan, whereas they just go, well, we just beat these losers. Let's We're try to do the do same thing. Again. We'll do the same thing. It's like, ooh, sorry. Sorry, Swedes. Let me stop you there. That ain't going to work. That ain't going to work because no. we've downloaded the data. We've downloaded it, dude. We downloaded it. We've downloaded the data. I'll tell you what, Japan has actually some of the best internet of any country I've ever been in. Without it, that's not even a joke. So the data would be downloaded like that. I was downloading full movies to my phone in five minutes in a hostel in Japan. Okay, this is a good uh, uh, Japan, chance for us. Sorry, Japan number four in the world for Thank internet. you. It's good, fucking ridiculous. Good chance for us to segue. Yeah. Now, obviously, we know of the technological capabilities of the Japanese as a people. Yep. They've given us Nintendo, for example. Shout and out. for that- Sega? Sega. For, you remember the Sega, Sega World in Darling Harbour? Fuck, that place was cool. You uh, they've they've also fucking, given I had us, a Sega. I don't remember They've Sega also World. given us Sony and, by extension, PlayStation. Yes. So for that, we, we owe you. them you a, know, a, a debt we can't yeah. repay. Yep. But- I must be honest with the punter and the dribbler. This 
shit show that's going on around the false starts and the pressure on the blocks and the delayed fucking starting gun and shit. Something's got to change here because- What, uh, what is happening there? So what if you the put- fuck is going on? Did you see the semi-final of the 100 meter hurdles last night for women? Yes. No one was breaking. No. No one was breaking and they just kept fucking calling them back. I'm like, what is going on? I was trying to understand that where it's like, are you saying that if you put pressure on those starting blocks, that can be, that can lead to a false so start? So what they've got now is- I'll give a short summation of the history of false starts, Tom. Back in the day, you used to get one and then you could, like, if you got, like, the whole field could essentially false start once and you'd still be sweet. Right. Then they changed it because people started trying to take the piss, trying to anticipate the gun. Now, what they've done is if you false start, you're out. But what they've made it a measurable metric. If your reaction time is quicker than 0.1, which is deemed impossible, then you're out automatically. But what's happening is the, there's pressure pads on the blocks and they seem to be registering some sort of like reaction even though there isn't one or something. I don't right. know. Because I was watching those heats last night in the 100 metres or the semis and the 100 metre hurdles. No one was breaking. No one was moving, at least to the naked eye. Mm which is like what you should go yeah. off. Oh, oh, and they keep, they call them back three times. I'm oh, like, this is fucking mad. Yeah, it was ridiculous and it was a pain in the ass. What I was, I didn't realise, and I think it is so fucking harsh that you have one false start and you're out. That guy in the men's 100 final works his entire life to get to a men's 100 metre final yeah. and he, was, he won his heat, I'm pretty sure. His semi-final, sorry. How the fuck does he just... Just, sorry, mate, you're out. Like, surely you get one. Well, for reasons I just explained, they started taking the piss because they knew they had one in the chamber. Whatever. Who cares? Because but then it, was, it would take an age to get the race going. Mate, It'd I'm be sorry. like five or six breaks. You know what takes longer than that? Your fucking entire life to try and get an Olympics. You know what I mean? It just seems like such a crazy punishment for... It's like in rugby league when it's like, oh, someone's done a chicken wing tackle in the semi-final and so they're rubbed out of a grand final, which is like a career-defining, literally life-defining fucking moment. It's like, oh, sorry. You know, someone like Isaac Luke <laughs> who didn't get to play in the 2014 grand final. Or like Cameron Smith Or Cam well, Cameron Smith played in 100, though. I'm saying there's like... Yeah, 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 I'm just right, saying yeah. like the ramifications can be so great. Cam Smith, lucky mm. enough to play in fucking everything. But like Mate, someone I like agree. Isaac Luke is, misses yeah. out on a grand Mate, final where South mm. won. It's hard. So it's like... To, to have someone fucking false start and just out, that guy just walking off, I was like, dude. The thing as well is they're so, because the, the start is so important in the 100 metres. Yes. They're so edgy. And even a tiny little movement can fucking set you, set you off. off. That's why it's harsh. In the 100 metres, in other races, I'm like, you don't need a false start. That's ridiculous. But the 100 metres, it's... You should be allowed to false start in 100 metres because it is so fast Because twitch. of the harsh. Yes. Because of the nature of the 100. Yes. If you false start in the 200 or the 400, it's like, you know what? what I'd say, I'd say, I'd say two and one, you can false start. Everything else, she's just like, no, dude, you don't need to false start for a 400. You don't need to false start the 200. No way. That's not going to cost you the race. Whereas the 100, you have to start well. Yeah. Look at the Chinese guy. He started brilliantly in the yes. semi. He got a 983, yeah. I think. And yeah. then in the final, he ran like fucking 0.2 slower. That's it. We'll get onto the 100 now. I have never seen variations from semi to heat to final in times like that before. No. In, where blokes are going backwards. Yes. That's why I was like, the, the 100 didn't have the same gravitas Mate, for me this time. Of course it doesn't. Usain Shadow hangs yeah. over the whole fucking event, and it will. Forever. For 
probably forever. Like, Until someone breaks his record. That's what I was like as well. I know it's the same. Like you could say the same of like any other Olympic sport, but they, when they call him the fastest man on the planet, I go, no, you're not. But also it's not even a bit. It's, it's something about his showmanship and the way that he never fucked up. Like you see now, like Trayvon Brommel, who won the 100 meter US trials, he ran a 977 this year. That's fucking quick. Mm. He didn't even break 10 seconds. He got knocked out in the semis. Like, what the fuck? Usain Bolt would never rock up to a, to a meet and not, and, and, and not perform. Yeah. Like, ever, the right? The dude who won the gold didn't win his semi. He ran... That guy that won his the one gold, Marcel fucking Chambers. The Italian. Thomas? Marcel... What was like Marcel team. Jacobs. Jacobs. He ran the third fastest 100-meter final all time. That one was. That one was. So that's the third fastest time in a hundred meter final of the Olympics ever. Didn't f- it, it like it? What did, did he run? Nine eighty, neat. Right. So uh, Usain rang nine eighty one in at Rio, and then obviously his fucking Beijing was like nine sixty nine. I think. So that would have beat Usain London was nine sixty three. Yeah. But you but Usain, Usain would have beaten, beaten him because it's just like pushing. But like I, I, I'm just providing context to the punter and the dribbler because it was quick. But no one gives a shit because it wasn't you saying like it just doesn't feel no, the same. It was close as well, like that was cool, but it was just there was it that also that bloke, not to get you know conspiratorial. Congratulations to Marcel yes. on his win. He hadn't broken ten seconds until this year. Maybe he's just in, maybe it's good training. Maybe he's working with Roger. He might be working with Roger. Did Roger you, actually did put a fucking. Did you see that video Roger put up? Yeah, that in, was in the Italian shirt. He was wearing an Italy shirt. Oh, that's why he was calling it an omen. He yeah. was wearing an Italian shirt. Yeah. Yeah, didn't you pick up on that? I wasn't really – I was overwhelmed by the, the – the, I would the, like to talk to Roger visual. around what he saw out of that. Yeah, I'd mm. like to talk to Roger. Like, what does he see when he runs an eye over the field? Mm. Uh, and while we're talking Australians – Did you hold on, Did you see the video of Roger and that Greek guy in fishnet stockings? Yes, yeah. I did. That was – In the bathtub? In a bathtub. No did idea. you see, Tom – one of the great Australians, one of my favourite now, Rowan Browning. Yes. Fucking dominate his heat with this that This is mullet. what I love about Olympics is because these new great Australians that are unearthed. And Rowan, Rowan, yep. Rowan Browning, young, pale, white motherfucking Australian. Just funny, right? When you see like a pasty dude, be like, there's no way this guy's going to run quick. I knew he was quick, but not that quick. Did that- you? Had you heard of him before this? Yeah, yeah. I'd never heard of him. Um, but he uh, he's looking good, and he, you know what? I liked him. He just had a he he was like he wasn't cocky, but he was confident, and he was like. You but know, he was self-deprecating when he was like, "Oh, mate, I was in lane one. They don't even give you an announcement in lane one. Yeah. Like just taking the piss out of his situation, being like, those blokes wouldn't have any idea who, who I, am. I am. Yeah, and they wouldn't have. No, and then he's but he's also like you know when he's after he lost in the semi, uh, he was like, "Oh, mate, look." Three, you know, Paris only three years away. Like, you know, just being like fucking just straight on to the next one. Fuck it. All right, whatever. Like, obviously disappointed, but like. I would have loved to have break 10 though last night. Yeah, God, it would have been nice. God, it would have been nice. You reckon those guys have broken 10 in training and shit? Like, no. do you reckon they know they can do it? Or it's like you no, would never have think, broken 10? I don't think so. Well, I reckon there could be ones like with headwind and shit because they always talk they about that. Yeah, but they don't, yeah, but in training and stuff, I'm saying like. Yeah. Because obviously training is not going to count for his PB either. Like, Look, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, possibly. But wind-assisted runs don't count, do you? You know that, surely. 
Tom, did you see Novak Djokovic? Uh, who had a tantrum when he lost his bronze medal playoff to Batista Goot, I mm. believe. Well, I thought he lost to... Oh, bronze medal playoff. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did he have a tantrum? Yeah, he's breaking his racket and shit. Fuck that. Then guy. pulls out of the mixed double with his compatriot. They were trying to. They were about to take on the Aussie uh, duo of uh, Barty and and was, some guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, like, how'd you be if you were his compatriot? You know, who I don't think has done much. No, on I the think she's ranked tour. like fuck all in the world. You know what I mean? Like, she would have been looking f- so forward to. Potentially playing for a bronze medal yeah. and jo- Joker, who like feigns a fucking injury, pulls out. Yeah. It's like, don't you dig deep? Yeah, for your country. For your country. For your teammate. Like, and then the Olympics on their Twitter or their Instagram shared when Roger Federer and Stan the Man won the, the doubles at Beijing, I think, being like, this is what the Olympic spirit's all about. Like a man who's won so many um, majors. To him, look at the pure elation on his face and stuff when he won with Stan. Like, yeah, right. Basically taking the piss, being like, mate, there's more at stake here. Than just you and your fucking like individual records yes. and all that sort of shit. Yeah. He's a fucking... He's just hard to get around, Novak. He just... He makes it harder and harder and for harder. For people to like him. For me yeah. to like you, yeah. bro. I didn't realise Fed had won an Olympic gold. All yeah. that bit, doubles. In That's the doubles cool. still. Yeah. Well, fucking Still earth. got one hanging around mate, his neck. Absolutely. In the duffel bag... But, you know, if Novak was still scratching his head as to why he's not beloved by the people, shit like that, shit bro. Shit like this. And then when you then you contrast that with when you see what it means to, like, the high jumpers who both were like, do we want to jump off? Do we want to have a jump off for gold? Or are we just like, this is, you know, let's share this thing. Hasn't been done. No Olympic medal's been shared, I believe, since, like, fucking... 106 years in yeah, a high jump. Yeah, yeah. But I think it was in general, like since the early 19th century or whatever. Is that 19th century? No, or 20th no, century? no. I think it was in the high jump. They share Olympic medals are shit all the time. There's always are dead they? Heads. Yeah, it's dead heats all the time. In the maybe in the athletics, maybe not in the athletics. There is in the pool though. Just check. Uh, yeah, no, there has been. There's there's a few that happens. The last would have been. Um, that's all. Because a dead heat is different to me. I think. In, than you just both making the decision like, fuck it. Well, some people have been like, there's been sort of like people have either really loved it and thought it was a beautiful Olympic moment, which it was. Yeah. And then other people are like, well, that's ridiculous. Like they should jump off. I would say to that, how is what happened there any different to a dead heat? Because at the end of the competition, they had a perfect, like their countback score was identical. Yeah. They both couldn't clear 239. How is that not a dead heat? Yeah. It's not like if you dead heat in the 100 metres, they don't send you back up to the start line to do it again. No, that's also what I was going to say. If they did a jump off, would it just be like you guys have to keep going to one of you jumps 239 or do they drop it down? They would have gone back to 238 probably because they cleared 237. If they didn't do that, they'd go back again. And yeah, then it's right. like fucking nah. digging deep. Mate, you, this is way nicer to have this. Did you see that Italian guy? I mean, that was... I was very proud of him and happy for him. I think he must have overcome some crazy injury because he had like a cast a leg cast that was sitting there like just around wherever he was. It was like his marker for where he was doing his runoff. And then he was like rolling around crying and shit. Um, I did like it, but I did think it was a little bit over the top. 
He was well. It was he a, was a little bit. It was. An, it seemed to be an Italian celebration. He was a very Italian because he kept getting up and composing himself and then dropping to the ground and rolling around. It was a lot. It was, was a lot. Like, the guy from Qatar, I really liked. I really liked he his had some uh, swagger. He had some fucking swagger. I also liked the way the man got up and about, like the yeah. way that he jumped. Oh, time. bro! Yeah, he looked because like there's a, a nation that has bred great jumpers in the past. Well, we're reared on a healthy diet of elite. Australian I can jumpers. recognize a great jumper. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Brennan Stark who jumped 235. It wasn't enough on the day. No, it wasn't. It's it would fucking have, it high. Would have, it would have got him a medal at every Olympics since 2000. Really? Yeah. It was a, it was a stacked final last yeah. night. I was loving it. That Qatari who got, or is his name Qatar? No, he was from Qatar. <laughs> yeah. That's the like, country. Um, no, I realized that's why I said Qatari and I was like, wait a minute, I get that wrong. But, he he was he looks like when you I remember doing athletics at school and shit and when you would go you know because you basically competed in everything at a certain age where you'd be like all right now I'm over to the shot put part of it and now I'm over to the high jump and you'd come up against you'd see someone from the other school and you'd be going oh fuck this guy mate jump. he had the, he had the shades on he the had flat cap he was just sort of chilling in between jumps I'm like this guy has the confidence of a great mate jumper. you could tell like that's a high jumper's worst nightmare seeing that bloke roll into yeah. town slick shades great action he looked like a two legged a- giraffe who just like yeah bang and just hops for days yeah he could jump that man. That's such a height, two thirty nine or two thirty seven, whatever they jump. But like they jumped, that they is, cleared two thirty seven. Yeah. That's no one. No one had jumped two thirty nine at the Olympics. No, which they, they could bloody go. jump over my new king size bed. A little bit off the uh, world record holder, who I believe is Cuban, nineteen ninety three. I think the record was. Yeah, breaking. I saw that, and he touched 245. the bar. He touched the bar. I was wobbling like a fucking. It's crate. A fucking well, two forty five is. Fucked up. Yeah, that is fucked up. That's not a record that'll be beaten anytime soon. And also, did you see the world record in the triple jump from that chick? Yes. She smoked that yeah, world yeah, record, yeah. dude. Yeah. On her last jump. Yeah. The Venezuelan. Dude, that was... Well, was it Venezuelan? Yes. I thought it was someone else. But whatever. She fucking flew past that world record. It was kind of like took everyone by surprise. It was like, oh, holy shit. She just broke the world record. I love that. Yeah, that was sick. It was so Triple sick. jump's a weird fucking... Chill uh, jump is weird. Discipline. There's some weird disciplines getting around. The steeple chase <laughs> comes to mind. Yeah. Very odd, but I like it. Uh, look, I'm allow- I'm going to allow who it. Put, who decided to put the water in? Yeah, that's that to me looks like rolled ankle city. What's the history of the steeple chase? There's got to be a reason for the water. Uh, probably wartime shit, jumping over into fucking, you know what I mean? It'd be that like... I think we. I reckon it predates wars. Well, the wars. But I mean, wars have been happening. Nothing yeah, well, predates the wars. wars. Yeah, but yeah. I'm talking about if you're in a war, you're fucking over jumping yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Uh, all right. So the event originated in Ireland. Horses and riders raced from one town steeple to the next. The steeples were used as markers due to their visibility over long distances. Along the way, runners inevitably had to jump streams and low stone walls separating estates. The modern athletics event originates from a two-mile cross-country steeplechase that was at the University of Oxford. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So they it's run like, from steeple to steeple, clearing fucking creeks and, and creeks walls and, and shit. And yeah. I fucking love that shit. Yeah, I shit. like that. That's cool. That's cool. Certainly not what we thought. No. Which is rarely the case. But we weren't far off. No, we were pretty close, actually. In fact, Some almost the same thing. Um, now, punters and dribblers, as you know, we... Our two podcast a week show now, which obviously you're welcome for. We're just going big lift after big lift after big lift after big lift. We started a little late today. Daddy had a couple of whiskeys, as you may already know. I think I mentioned it early last night. He may have had a vegan brownie and he slept till seven. 
Uh, and we usually like to start here at 7.30. So he had to get up, get ready, go get coffees for everyone because that's what he does, and then get here in time for the podcast. That didn't happen. Didn't happen. So we're running late. But the beauty of a second podcast means that we can take the dribbles that we're not going to do today and do them, on, do them in the second podcast. What are we saying? What are we saying in a roundabout way? The dribbles have been moved. The dribbles have been moved. Now, Tom was late, and Denon, who kindly hosts us here in his studio, comes in and starts at 11 sharp. Yep. Now, we don't have the time for the dribbles. We just don't have time. We just don't have the time. But the thing is, we need the time because we haven't been giving the dribbles the respect they deserve. And we need to give them the full respect, the full weight that they deserve, which is why they've been moved to Wednesday to Thursday. Now, is that going to be a permanent home for them? Who knows? Who the fuck knows? What I will say is it's not just going to be a podcast dedicated to dribbles because we've done that before in the past and that is a nightmare. But moving forward, we are going to basically try and condense down the best ones as opposed to just going through, wading through what is just a fucking shit, a, a, a poo river of dribble. There will be a stringent vetting process. There will be a vetting process. You will need to perform eloquently in your dribble in order to get in. By eloquently, I mean it needs to be good. You We've basically set up a wall, and that wall is the Great Wall of Dior. And if you get through that wall from here on in, then you'll make it. It's exciting. Mm. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. No. You'll probably find me quite stoned and easily distracted and like half passing out. So yeah. better make it interesting. You better make it interesting. You better get – if you want to get past the Great Wall, you've got to make it interesting because – some of you aren't making it interesting. That's also it. We, when, when, when we get to this point and we're like, we just have to fucking fire through it. And then we go, it's oh, not fair. We're just lucky dipping on these. And then you're just hearing some yes. dead shit. It's talk not about something. fair on people who are, who are bringing their A game. Yeah. And I think it's safe to say, Tom, that we would have missed some fucking phenomenal dribbles because we've been short on time and we've had to lucky dip, lucky dip these bad boys. Yeah. People think that there's a vetting process already. There isn't. No. It's a lucky dip. Yeah. If your name gets pulled out of the hat, you you get played on here, and if it's shit, we cut you. But that's why the dribbles have been short. That's why they haven't been that good. Look, are we overwhelmed with the the size of uh, and and reach that we have? No, but it is manifesting itself in far too many dribbles for us to go through. Particularly in twenty minutes, can't yeah. be done. No, we need, we need an hour at least. No, so they've been moved. Moved yep. to Thursday. Or Wednesday, whenever we do the show, but probably Thursday this week. Uh, but that's it. Is that it? Do we miss anything? Have we missed anything? Did we talk about Warney? Warney has COVID. Or COVID has Warney. COVID has Warney. COVID's got a bad case of the Warns, uh, obviously. Has COVID met its match in Shane Warne? I think it might have. Would you say this, Tom? Would you say this? Would we have been better off getting COVID infected with Shane Warren, Warren early in the piece because now we wouldn't have a COVID problem? I'd say so, Eddie. I'd I think it would have stopped to dead in its tracks. If you? you would have given COVID to Warney early on in the piece, COVID would have gone, oh, fuck, is this what we're dealing with? Didn't realise the human race was like this. Again, COVID would have had fucking a litany of STDs after their second after touching Warney. Mate, if, if Warney was Allegedly. agent zero... Patient zero. Patient zero. My apologies. <laughs> Well, he would have been an agent he would have in been this an case. Agent, I guess. Then there'd an be no fucking, changed. there'd be no pandemic, there'd be no issues, there'd be no problems. Yeah. Because it would have died of syphilis or fucking gonorrhea or, gonorrhea or, or some shit. 
No respect. No disrespect to Shane. No disrespect to Shane. You know, you're you're a busy boy. Yeah, yeah. And you, you know, probably could do with pilot. Yeah, probably has pilot on speed. Dial. He probably has pilot on speed. Dial. If he doesn't, he needs pilot on speed. Dial. Yeah. We're making wild assumptions here, Warney, but your reputation precedes you, my friend. Yeah, as the King Chong of Chonging, uh, that would make sense. That's it. We're done. Bye-bye. See ya. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>